you need motivation and inspiration to get you off the couch and boss up? We've got you covered. Welcome to the Build or Destroy podcast. Self-improvement, education, business, relationships, financial literacy, investing, and doing for self. Let's do this. Here's your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. Way to build it, and uh, we got a pretty crazy one coming up. Uh, a little bit different, you know. We're gonna go into some some news, you know, generalized news, but we're gonna bring it back to the stock market today. Um, I want to talk about this uh, crazy Russian situation in uh, Ukraine and uh, how it directly relates. Uh, to the financial markets and you know the global economy crypto cashless society things of that nature so let's get it now I'm sure everybody by now like you know knows about this uh, war or you know um, proxy proxy war however you want to you know look at it however you choose to view it that is but the fact of the matter is, whether it's a, a fake one, pre-planned or, 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 you know, what have you, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of shit that's going to be affected by this, you know, and I feel like this is just me speculating, and, you know, my opinion, I feel like this was a uh, kind of coming, you know, like this was already like kind of hinted at, uh, third and fourth quarter of 2021 actually um there was a lot of articles and a lot of you know shit coming out that was hinting at you know russia possibly you know going at ukraine uh and if it wasn't that it was talking about russia you know trying to get out of the dollar trying to de-dollarize you know from the u.s and the west before i go any further man i just want to touch on uh something before I bring it back to, to Russia. Let me remind you that it was another, you know, leader or ruler uh, in a, the African country of uh, Liberia, you know what I'm saying, by the name of uh, Gaddafi, you know what I'm saying, who had a groundbreaking initiative when he was trying to introduce uh, a gold uh, dinar. In 2009, you know, uh, Colonel Gaddafi, then president of the African Union, basically brought to to the attention of uh, the states of the, of the Africa, whole African continent. You know what I'm saying? And he wanted to switch Africa over to a new form of currency. You know, to make it to make it independent of the, of the American dollar. The same thing that Russia was, you know, hinting at. The same thing China's hinting at. Uh, and his his thing was going to be the gold dinar, you know, and it was basically to, to get off of the petrodollar. You know what I'm saying? The same thing Saddam tried to do when he tried to, you know, he wanted to take 
you know, payment for his oil in euros instead of USD. And, you know, short time after, I mean, come on, man, you see what you see what happened, man. Like there's a there's an obvious pattern here. I'm not no crazy conspiracy theorist. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I mainly play around in the financial markets, but I, I am a student of the game. And I do realize that a lot of this shit, man, believe it or not, is all like usually connected in some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like blood, money, like bullets, you know, guns, war. Uh, scandals like all this shit is like centered around power man it ain't even really about money it's just like power power and influence and you know there's a there's a there's a i should say a pattern when it comes to like leaders trying to step outside of their swim lane and, and battle the west for like power or supremacy like or even independence, like whenever they try to like say, oh, well, we want to get off the U.S. dollar. Because the U.S. dollar, man, is the world reserve currency. So if a nation or, you know, or, or a continent, let alone a continent, you know, gets off of that tit, if they can somehow pop that titty out of their mouth, it can literally disrupt everything that the fucking West has going on. Because the West basically has all the other nations under its thumb. As long as the USD is the world reserve currency, this is how the game is played. I don't ever have to fire a single missile at you. I don't ever have to shoot you. I don't ever have to do a bunch of crazy wild shit. Like I own you essentially because you use my money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm permanently manipulating you because like you use my currency as the world reserve currency. And you know, to you know, to bring it back to 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 Gaddafi, like he wanted to get the whole continent of Africa to switch over and use their natural resources, which Africa has a shit ton, by the way. The whole and I'm talking about the whole continent. I'm not talking about just one country like Nigeria or Ethiopia or like they have a shit ton of natural resources that are untapped in the ground and they've been exploited for you know for years you know hundreds you know hundreds of years man people go over there and get the cobalt the, the nickel the the gold the the chocolate the the fucking coffee you know what i'm saying like a lot of this shit your computers wouldn't even be able to work the way they do if 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 they didn't extract all this cobalt and shit from africa you know what i'm saying you wouldn't have the cell phones and, and all the laptops and the macbooks and the tablets and all this crazy shit that you got, all this technology that you have, if it wasn't for all these resources getting yanked out of the ground. Like there's African countries where like oil is it's so plentiful in oil that that shit just like seeps through the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like Exxon, Mobil and all these com companies go over there and they literally exploit the place. You know what I'm saying? You have companies like the De Beers family that are over there like taking diamonds and shit out of the place you know what i'm saying and they pay the people scraps they have like slave labor and all it's all types of wild shit going on across the pond but people that live in the lap of luxury in the west that drive nice cars and eat eat food whenever they feel like it that can order doordash and go to the corner store go to the gas station and buy a bag of chips and when they cut their water on the water is always hot it's always cold when they want it to be cold. They can take a long ass shower. They can go buy clothes online. Like they have all this shit in their face. And it's like one big distraction from like 
nobody ever asked like how how am I able to have all of this shit you know people just chalk it up like oh it's just, we're just a free nation it's like we're a powerful free nation like with a powerful fucking military in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very old established system of doing shit that's how and I'm not not like I said I live in the states like it is what it is like but at least I can admit reality like you know what I'm saying but I digress so back to you know Russia so an article came out right uh, bitcoin.com article you know um, dealing with regulation and such uh, January 23rd 2022 and the title stated Russia may allow crypto mining and gold backed stable coins like that's a big fucking deal you feel me like a lot of people will say like man what, what the fuck that's not important it's like bro I just told you about what happened to Gaddafi when he tried to get the whole continent of Africa to like circumvent, you know, NATO and circumvent the petrodollar. And shortly after a fucking coup happened and his fucking his ass was fucking, you know, killed, you know what I'm saying? And all these weapons start dropping and his citizens all of a sudden went from throwing rocks to having RPGs and machine guns and tanks and all type of crazy shit to like overthrow his his, mili- his own military, like his citizens, w- which didn't even have a chance at overthrowing them, all of a sudden were well armed and fighting and shit. And the, and the same, and Russia basically, um, from that article, they they basically tried to, they, they basically announced that they were going to try to do the same fucking thing. You know, Russia can technically legalize cryptocurrency mining and stable coins backed by gold under government control. A high-ranking member of the Russian parliament has has suggested, right? So, the statement comes after Bank of Russia proposed a wide-range ban on the use of cryptocurrencies in their trading and mining. So, why is that important? So, like, like Ukraine. Ukraine is ranked first worldwide, for one thing, for the adoption of cryptocurrencies. And as of 2021, Ukraine... Uh, has about eight billion dollars worth of you know crypto you know probably mostly bitcoin you know according to uh the the crypto ownership you know uh AAA article from 2021 so like just based on that alone without any updated data i mean and they've been receiving like millions of dollars worth of you know bitcoin and you know ethereum donations like since the war kicked off and they actually like requested it which was weird hmm you know what could that possibly be about you know why would they be in the middle of a war but it's like hey you know make sure you don't um, we need some bitcoin or hey give us some ethereum you know so we can it's like wait a minute like you have all these other governments donating ammunition and weapons and shit and artillery to you but you're like you had enough time to hop on twitter and like tweet your uh your Bitcoin and Ethereum address. A little weird, but okay. You know, it's a, it's a new world, I guess. You know, it's a new, you know, but nobody thought that was suspicious at all, you know, for them to do that. But back to the article, right? The Russian article. So it was it was talking about mining and some stable coins can be legalized in Russia, right? That's like their plan, right? They want to kind of have like the same type of system that China want with the digital wand or remindy, you know what I'm saying? They want to have like, government controlled stable coin you know what i'm saying but like it, but russia unlike china actually like openly admitted that 
you know, the free circulation of cryptocurrencies must not be allowed as they carry the risk for unqualified investors, you know, whereas China is just like, no, we're, we're going to ban it outright and, you know, we're controlling it, you know. So it's like both of the nations are both like two kind of polarizing where they speak about the same thing or similar thing, but just in a different way. But it said Russia may permit the use of gold backed stable coins and the mining of cryptocurrencies under government control. So it's kind of the same type of lingo. But Russia was like, Russia was very upfront with it. Like, yo, yeah, we're going we gonna to back our shit by gold. You know what I'm saying? This is what the chairman of the state, uh, Duma Committee on Industry and Trade, you know, Vladimir Gutierrez told, you know, the um, RAI, you know, news agency. You know what I'm saying? So... It's kind of like a CBDC, but it'll be like a digital ruble, basically, like just like a digital one, a digital ruble or to go back to the Gaddafi um, story, a gold back, you know, Gaddafi wanted, you know, a gold back dinar, but it wasn't going to be digital. You know, it was going to be like a, you know, just like a gold back, like a paper currency, I guess, you know, but, you know, we'll never know if they were going to go digital or not, but. These two countries in particular, Russia and China, like they're talking, you know, digital, you know, Russia, you know, being a little bit more upfront with their plans. Like, yo, we want to back our shit by gold and which would which will actually reset the, uh, the the financial system. You know what I'm saying? Because it would take everything back to like a kind of like a pseudo gold standard. You know what I'm saying? Because like it's, it's like the ultimate way to shit talk your enemy because it's like. Okay, yeah, you might have a world reserve currency and, you know, but your your currency isn't backed by anything. It's like a fucking IOU. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an IOU. It's crazy. Like, people don't study history enough, man. Like, people forget. Like, people really forget that Roosevelt, you know, President Roosevelt, you know, for, he forbid the hoarding of gold coins, gold bullion, and or gold certificates within the continental United States. Like people forget that he wrote an executive order under the authority of trading with the enemy act uh, was it 19 yeah 1917 you know and it was amended by the emergency banking act in march 1933 like he literally made it to where americans had to turn in their fucking gold you know what i'm saying because they knew that they were about to inflate this fucking dollar and make this imaginary shit like the dollar that people have in their wallets like even the, even when you have like the paper dollar bill with the presidents on it and all that shit, that shit is an IOU. Like most people know that, but like they don't like think about it every day. But it's like it's it's worthless. It's an IOU, man. You know what I'm saying? It used to be like a silver note or a gold note. It was actually backed by something tangible, right? But now they, they now it's, it's been like a fucking IOU ever since. It's it's smoke. It's like smoke. So what would happen if somebody across the pond? all of a sudden in another kind of big you know you know developed nation or or developing nation or, or an emerging nation with some with some with some military might that wasn't just a pushover you know what i'm saying what that's somebody that you couldn't just tell to shut up and go sit in the corner like what if somebody was really like hey we got our own money oh and by the way it's actually backed by something that's tangible something that actually has like intrinsic value to it like what what how would that make your your currency it would make your currency look like trash like instantly like 
it would usurp your currency. This is why, like, it's such a big deal. Like, people, people are like this. The war is going on, and I pray for everybody fighting it because war is hell. Like, nobody wants to see anybody dying, women, children, even soldiers. Like, that shit is like very mentally crippling to both nations because you got people on both sides of the aisle that don't want to be fighting in this shit. You know, some people are for it, some people, and a lot of people not, for the most part. You know, but. My point in all of this is like a lot of people are missing the the, the other like ripple effects of this uh, of of the, the guns and the bombs and the tanks and the jets like it's a lot of underhanded shit going on you know under the table you know where people are hiding their hands and like playing chess you know with people's lives and like you know and they and they're like trying to set the stage for like who's going to be in control like moving forward, you know, once once this reset happens, like you keep hearing people talk about it, the great reset, the great reset, but it's like they never really go into depth about what that is. Then they always then you hear about, oh yeah, it's gonna be it's the transfer of wealth. It's the transference of wealth. But they don't really like break it down on what that really means, like in a significant way. They just they'll say they'll say some really, you know, ear jarring word to you, like great reset and then it kind of makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up because then you immediately like well what does that mean but they don't never go into depth about it well a lot of that great reset shit has to do with the the, the financial system you know like look at look at how much inflation is like inflation is the highest it's been in the united states in 40 years they printed more money in like 18 months than they had <laughs> in like 40 years like that shit was crazy in two years Literally, they, they printed more money than they had in 40. You know, shit, you know, groceries not on the shelves. Groceries showing up late to the store. They're not, they not on the shelves like, like they used to be. You know, shelves are, are bare in some, in some states for like days at a time or weeks at a time. Can't get certain products like right when you want them. Or if you, or, or at all, they might just be sold out for a long period of time before you see them pop up and then when they pop up people grab them and buy them and then you don't even miss it you know um you got the, all these the covid restrictions hit people lost their jobs people quit people resigned people went to new careers you know the, the now the truckers are, are starting to you know protest and you know they they control a lot of the domestic plot supply chain man like you gotta like how how are you shipping this stuff from the port to the stores trucks man using you know semi trucks like you're not flying any planes state to state necessarily and if you are let's say you do use planes okay let's say hypothetically oh yeah i'm gonna just fly a plane okay you still gotta offload it and ship it so you gotta load it up into what a truck and then drive it somewhere so like the truckers are a big part of that that supply chain fight and all that stuff you know it's it's causing a lot of shit like hyperinflation is is like going to keep happening man the fed and the fed can't stop it and this war you know in my personal opinion isn't what people think it is you know just from how i'm looking at it from my my wily coyote brain you can call me crazy or whatever but like it seems as though there's other shit at play other than just russia randomly attacking ukraine because that's what it seemed like it seemed like it was fighting they was both yelling at each other, like two like two kids in the classroom, yelling at each other from across the classroom, like, oh, I hate you, I hate you too. 
Oh, you you get out of my face. No, you got out of my face. And then all of a sudden somebody swung and now it's a fight. And everybody else in the classroom was kind of just like, you know, looking back like, damn, you know, and, and some people cheering the fight on, some people crying in the corner, some people just like shocked and looking, looking shocked and, and in amazement, like, oh my God, what, what the hell just happened? Like a minute ago, everything was cool and now we fighting. Like, that's what's happening, man. Like, crazy. But people forget about Roosevelt, you know, banning, you know, the hoarding of gold and bullion and things of that nature, you know, through his executive order. And you can look it up. Executive order 6102. I got to pull it up. Like, it's executive order 6102. You look it up, read it for yourself. You know, like, that shit really did happen. So back to the Russian article, right? So, you know, Gutierrez basically was saying that, you know, basically Russia don't like, you know, decentralized cryptocurrencies, you know what I'm saying? They didn't say decentralized specifically, but they said cryptocurrencies should be banned. But that's basically what they're talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, but they also, he also said, you know, Russia could make use of a stable coin um, denominated in gold under state control, under a financial product uh, would be, a, you know, such a financial product would be an interesting proposition for both both um, private investors and companies, you know, uh, as it could be also used for saving. Uh, the deputy said, you know, that's what he was basically getting at. He was basically saying like the gold stablecoin would be similar to like uh, like a like a gold back, you know, ruble, basically like the same concept that Gaddafi wanted for the gold dinar. You know what I'm saying? That's what he elaborated to Parliament, you know what I'm saying? And the Russian, you know, said that Russia can employ it to circumvent sanctions and the policy of containment applied against the country. Remember, this article came out January 22nd. This was this was in January, like you know, like the the, the war, the so-called war didn't kick off, you know, to like the the towards the end of February, you know, so like a, a damn near a whole month before you know. Putin or Putin said anything or like before Russia even fired a single shot or whatever, start doing any of this crazy shit. Like they already were talking about circumventing, you know, sanctions, you know, and, 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 and getting around containment applied against the country. So it's like they already were hinting that they were about to do some wild shit and that they needed a means to to get around all this bullshit that the West was going to most certainly try to, you know, implement you know and he also said that the coin can also be used to facilitate regular and transparent economic uh relations with other nations he didn't specify which other nations but i think everybody here know what other nations you know that russia deals with whatever their whoever their allies are basically like just chalk it up like that in october right the ministry of foreign affairs said that russia may consider partially replacing the greenback in currency reserves and trade settlements with other currencies and even digital assets in the future. Went on to say, amid expanding US sanctions, that's that word again, sanctions, they're already were talking about it, so sanctions. So basically, amid expanding US sanctions, Moscow is putting an emphasis on de-dollarization. Deputy Foreign Minister uh, Alexander uh, Panskin said, in the interview with Inter Interfax. And that was in October, fam. Like, that was, like, last year. That was, like, third quarter last year when they when he said that. Per an article, uh, per a Coindesk article, um, February 3rd, right? 
you know, the Bank of Russia approves Atomize as first digital asset issuer. Now, Atomize basically is a tokenized startup, right? By the mining and smelting giant uh, Norm Nickel. You know, and Norm Nickel basically got the green light from the Russian government to issue uh, tokens backed by metals in Russia. Like, bro, this is what I'm saying. Like, they already were like ahead of this shit. They already were like, okay, soon as we, soon as we, you know, soon as we draw down on the Ukrainians and start this fucking fight, everybody's gonna gang up on us because they already kind of know what our plans are. We already like set the stage for the shit. So like, we gotta be, we we gotta be willing to pivot. We gotta be ready to pivot because they're gonna shut our accounts down. They're gonna try to freeze our assets. They're gonna try to basically make us broke. They're gonna, they, you know, if you can stop our money flow, you know, then, you know, they assent- we essentially got to give up because we, you know, we go, you know, they want to cripple us financially. You know, they not, they can't jump in the fight necessarily because, like, our fight with Ukraine is our fight with Ukraine. Like, nobody can't just swoop in and save them like Batman. You know what I'm saying? That ain't how this, that ain't how this, this war shit go necessarily. Like, nobody can't, America can't just swoop in and just step in and fight Ukraine's fight, you know what I'm saying, for them, you know what I'm saying, especially with China sitting over there staring at Taiwan, just just itching for, for the West to, like, overstep and do something wild. Same thing with the EU. You know, Europe, they're not about to jump in there and, like, physically go and, like, back them up. They'll send some artillery. They'll send some ammo. They'll basically do everything they can within the confines, but they can't, like, just send, like, a full-blown, you know, Assault and be like, yeah, we, all right, we're in the fight now. They can't do that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as crazy as that sounds. So, this article came out at the beginning of February. Bank of Russia approves uh, the platform Atomize as the first digital asset issuer. And like I said, Atomize is a tokenized startup by the mining and smelting giant Norm Nickel. That just got the green light from the Russian government. So, the Bank of Russia announced. Um, that Atomize has become the first company in the country to be put on the central bank's list of approved digital asset operators. Why? Because Atomize is a firm that sells tokenized metal, metal, natural resources, metal, gold, palladium, platinum, silver, things of that nature, right? Metal. Atomize is a firm which sells tokenized metal from Russian mining and smelting giant Norm Nichols inventory and will be able to legally issue tokens and provide wallets to users in Russia. Like they they're ready to roll this shit out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Basically digital money backed by natural resources. The uh, company uses blockchain technology based on a uh, hyperledger uh, fabric. I mean, what is Hyperledger Fabric, right? So it's basically a type of distributed ledger software. It's intended as a foundation for developing applications or solutions with modular architecture. Hyperledger Fabric allows components such as consensus and membership services to be like a plug and play. Its modular and versatile design satisfies a broad range of industry use cases. It offers a unique approach to consensuses that enables performance at scale while preserving privacy. So, sounds like the perfect system that one would use when creating a brand new, uh, 
uh, monetary system, kind of like uh, an adaptation of SWIFT, perhaps. Hmm, I don't know. Crazy part is Atomize and Norm Nickel <laughs> have a common shareholder, which is uh, Intero's group. Intero's group is owned by Vladimir Potatin. One of uh, Russia's uh, richest men, second richest to be exact. Um, Potatin is a major advocate for digital assets. Like he likes them a lot. You know what I'm saying? And he said that shit back in like 2019. So in, in 2020, you know, which is two years ago, uh, Russia adopted a law which allows licensed companies to issue digital assets. And guess what? He's literally. That's his startup. Atomize is his startup. It's a startup. It's a. It's like his digital platform. Like he has. Like he owns Norm Nickel. He's the CEO of Norm Nickel, right? That has all of these uh, uh, natural resources: gold, palladium, platinum, silver. You know, you name it. Like copper. Like they. I mean, they have tons of this shit. Like you know, what I'm saying tons of it, right? That's just Norm Nickel, right? And then he started the startup Atomize. Okay, you following me? So he started Atomize, which is a which is a digital platform and digital asset startup, which just got the freaking green light from the Russian government to issue tokens backed by metals in Russia. Norm Nickel is in they operate out of Russia, you know what I'm saying? And they literally are like a gigantic multi-billion dollar you know mining company you know smelting company they melt down metals they mine them all various amount of uh different you know metal metallic you know uh deals you know what i'm saying he's the ceo you know it's and it's actually an otc company you know uh ticker symbol n-i-l-s-y it's on the otc so norm nickel is a Russian nickel and palladium mining and smelting company. Its largest operations are located. Um, I can't I can't pronounce this, but it's in it's in north of uh, Siberia, right? Um, and a lot of their products that they deal with are nickel, palladium, copper, platinum, cobalt, uh, rhodium, iridium, uh, ruth ruth silver, gold, selenium. Uh, Tellurium, sulfur, sodium sulfate, and sodium chloride. Like they, they mine and smelt all this shit down. Like they, they're producers of this stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like this is a really crazy combination of events that's that's happening. Like just in the last, like I probably say six to eight months, leading up to this war. And like I said, you know, uh, Vladimir Potatin, he's a He's the CEO of Norm Nickel, which would effectively make him the CEO and owner of Atomize, which just got uh, approved by the Russian government as the first digital asset issuer to make tokens backed by what? Natural resources, metals that his company already produces, already has on hand. See what I'm saying? And he's the former first deputy prime minister of Russia, second richest man in Russia. And he's the primary investor of Atomize platform for the digitalization of physical assets, uh, i.e. tokens or digital rubles or the digital ruble initiative, I should say, which could replace private crypto. And he said that in a Bloomberg article. 
like he said that in a Bloomberg article where he where he specifically said, you know, uh, that tokens can displace crypto like regular crypto as we know it using a uh, tangible crypto, basically asset backed crypto, commodity backed crypto. Crazy thing. I mean, Atomize is also a partner of the Global Palladium Fund, which is as which is uh, crazy enough is a subsidiary of Norm Nickel. Uh, similar entities which will be working on foreign markets are are now in the process of licensing in Switzerland and in the U.S. In January, the Bank of Russia called for a ban on trading and mining of cryptocurrencies, right? Everybody knows that uh, in, an, in an analytical report, the regulator said that the advantages of crypto can be replicated in a regula regulated environment by its own future central bank digital currency and whitelisted digital assets under the Bank of Russia's control. Whitelisted, basically, you just slap like a like your logo on it but it would like if china wanted to like if china wanted to to back their digital uh remedy or their digital wand which they tested at the damn olympics everybody's acting brand new like they they rolled it out at the olympics which is one of the biggest world stages to, you know they rolled it out and as it you know as it and used it as a testing site you know what I'm saying? It's been live. Like, they've been working on it for years in China. It's been live. Like, the currency's been circulating. They've been testing it and, 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 and doing things with it. But, like, it hasn't, like, officially, like, rolled out, rolled out. You know what I'm saying? How, like, like on a supranational level. You know what I'm saying? Not yet, at least. But that's China's CBDC. You know what I'm saying? And Russia's going to have the same thing, you know, with their digital ruble. But it's going to be backed by tangible assets. And, and they want to offer whitelisted digital assets under the Bank of Russia's control. So, like, if Russia and, and let's say, in surrounding nations around Russia wanted to, like, you know, not have their economies crushed because Russia all of a sudden is on the gold standard and China's on the gold standard, then they could essentially, like, take their currency and then wrap it with their country's, like, you know, label or whatever and pawn it off like it's like it's theirs but it would be basically a whitelisted currency um a, a whitelisted russia controlled currency kind of like the usd like the u the, the russian currency the, the whole goal of this in my opinion is so russia can and china can basically circumvent the the u.s dollar as the world reserve currency they want to knock it out the box and say no now we actually have the world reserve currency. All this is, is like some time machine shit. People are basically doing what already has been done throughout history, throughout centuries. It's basically backing shit by gold. And then eventually that'll probably go away again. And then a couple hundred years later, then another country will take over and they'll back their shit by gold and they'll reset everything. It's like they've been doing that shit. Gold ain't gold is the is the main thing here. Like, you know, tangible assets, tangible metals, in my opinion. But, I mean, it's an interesting thing. It's just an interesting way of looking at stuff. And real quick, just to add to that Hyperledger deal, that Hyperledger fabric deal, I mean, many companies have used it uh, in case studies to make sure that the shit is, like, legit and it works and it's powerful. Like Walmart, for one, Honeywell, um, the uh, Dutch Borazi Group, you know, Circulator, you know, Sony Global Education, 
What's really interesting in this whole thing is the whole outcry to cut Russia off from uh, the Swiss, the SWIFT system, right? Like, there's been a lot of, like, you know, people crying about, you know, taking them off of SWIFT and, you know, we need to get them so they can't profit off Ward and kick them off of SWIFT. And it's like, it really ain't that simple, fam, because, like, you know, they have a pipeline that feeds basically Europe, you know what I'm saying, with oil. You know, the, the SWIFT system, it's not like a system that moves money around, but it's almost like it's, it's like a messaging system that tells you where the money is, is coming from and where the money is going, which is really important, especially like when it comes to like logistics and paying international bills. It's like, you know what I'm saying, it's like an international messaging financial messaging system between countries you know what i'm saying cross borders you know what i'm saying i mean in a nutshell it's like it's like um it's like a backbone for the financial sector you know what i'm saying like the global financial sector you know what i'm saying it's like it's almost like you know how like blockchain has a distributed ledger it's like it's like the old guards way of like having their ledger it's like a ledger for them you know showing Okay, I paid you this money, this many millions for this many barrels of oil or whatever, or natural gas or whatever. You know, it's kind of like that type of system. You know, it's basically a way for a bank to connect to the SWIFT system and establish relationships with another bank from another country. You know, so they can, so that that country can make payments to the other bank in the other country. So that's why, like, a lot of countries are like really hesitant to like go at you know Russia with this whole. Um, you know, banning them or kicking them, you know, off of SWIFT. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a it's a pretty big deal. Um, as far as, like, Russia being reliant on it, uh, according to the Russia uh, National SWIFT Association, about 300 leading banks and organizations in the country are users of SWIFT. Okay. More than half of the Russian credit organizations are represented in SWIFT. So that's pretty big. Uh, the Russia uh, and Russia is ranked second by the number of users on the platform after you after the the United States. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why this shit is like a slippery slope for the U.S. Because it's not just you know Russia that's gonna get their peepee smacked, you know, by getting kicked off of the the SWIFT system. You know what I'm saying? Like all the, it's real easy for these other nations, but yeah, get them out of there, get them out of there, get them out of there. But it's like people forget, man, like like the United States and Germany would stand to lose the most in this whole situation. Let, let's break it down. Remember when like the whole uh, uh, Brexit thing happened and like, you know, uh, the big dog, you know, uh, London, you know, England broke off from, you know, the, the, the EU. You know what I'm saying? That shit was strategic, man. Like they broke off. They, they like we got our we got our British pound, which is backed by you know some cool shit. You know we got gold reserves. Uh, yeah, we don't want to be a part of the EU no more. That's why it was such a big fucking fight. It was a big deal when they left. Why? Because all the financial burden fell on Germany. It fell on the shoulders of Germany to prop up all the broke countries in, in the EU, like Greece for one. You know, a country that literally has a financial government that's like upside down like government you know germany fits the bill for like a lot of struggling you know european nations you know germany does like and then the, then the u.s 
you know, they they they'll suffer. You know, they stand to lose a lot because you know banks in both of those countries uh, most frequently use SWIFT to communicate with who Russian banks. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what I'm trying to like. This is what I'm saying. Like this shit is a slippery slope. Like Germany and Italy, uh, for example, are very heavily dependent on imported gas from Russia. Like this is a fact. And who gave Russia a pipeline, by the way? Don't even answer that. Don't even worry about it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, any sanctions, you know, against Russian banks or Russia or whatever is like, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do you really want to do that? You know what I'm saying? Because Russia, as far as uh, excluding of the entire Russian financial system from SWIFT could mean uh that they couldn't pay their gas bills as far as like Germany and Italy. Like you're basically making it almost impossible for Germany and Italy to pay Russia. They'll be, therefore they'll, that you're basically putting them in debt. <laughs> you're putting Russia and Italy. Just, these are just two countries. So you're, put, you're putting them in debt essentially because you're not giving them a way to pay their fucking bills. It's like you're, it's like you're, it's like you kick the door in of the, of the, of the, um, of the energy company. Right. And then you told them to, 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 to like, Stop sending bills and stop sending invoices to like these certain customers. And now the customers are like, you know, they're using their lights, they they taking showers, they they making food, they're doing all that shit. And then when the bill don't come at the end of the month, they're like, wait a minute, where's the bill at? And then they try to call the company, and then like the numbers blocked or some shit. And it's like, wait a minute, like how am I? How do I know how much money I owe? How how do I know? You know, I need oil, I need gas, I need you know, I need heat, you know. Uh, it's like you causing a lot of trouble by just by simply removing them from and cutting them off from Swift. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's causing it, it can cause a lot of shit. So, and that's just me. Like I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to like be on this all day. Like I just wanted to put it out there because it was on my mind. I've been watching everything for a couple of days now, and I just wanted to like throw my two cent in. But you know, y'all tell me what y'all think. You know, what I'm saying hit me up on Twitter. You know, uh, at, you know, uh, the builder, you know what I'm saying? T-H-E underscore builder, you know, on Twitter uh, or the builders podcast on Twitter. You know, hit me up. Uh, I'm going to have my email links in the bio. Uh, Hit me up on there. Um, You can contact me, hit my DMs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Or even or comment on my link post on what you thought about the episode, you know, your, your opinions, you know what I'm saying? What, 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 which way do you think this could go? You know, I think it's an interesting, it can be an interesting turn of events is all I'm trying to get at. You know what I'm saying? It can affect a lot of things. Um, and I think it does play a role in this whole reset thing that they've been pumping out here since the pandemic kicked off, which is all of a sudden, you know, miraculously, it just kind of went away. As soon as the bullets started flying, people not really, talking about COVID too much, you know what I'm saying? Like, COVID kind of hit the back burner because uh, it's not really the hot story no more, you know what I'm saying? It's funny how the media does that shit. Like, you know, a minute ago, like, we're all going to die in a wintry death, and then now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we got a, oh, we, you know, we got a war, and this is going on, and, you know, SWIFT system and financial shit, and it's like, okay, now, now this is the hot story. So, like I said, man, let me know what y'all think. And uh, get back at me. And uh, I'm going to hit you with another episode, you know, pretty soon. I got more content coming. But I just wanted to touch base on this subject. I think it's really interesting. So let me know what you think. All right. Peace.
Thanks for listening to the Build or Destroy podcast with your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to boss your life up. If you're interested in expanding your mind and reaching your definition of freedom and how these ideas and views can be applied in the real world, tap in with us next week. As always, you can head over to www.builderslsb.com to cop some motivation, dope merch, and sign up to our email list. And don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. And as always, boss up instead of laying down.